have to keep that hello and welcome to this week's episode of say what you mean i'm jeff oh man i really i don't you're the one who does all the editing but i hope that you keep that oh that is hilarious hello i was trying to come with the same energy and like it was like "Ah." (laughs) (laughs) oh and welcome to this week's episode of say what you mean i'm jeff and i'm jake wow I guess I get that because immediately after or before that, I was just like, you don't listen to anything I say. Just trash talking you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, good morning. How are you? Uh, good. good. Just good. good. Uh, you know, it's, it's good. I, it's just yesterday was a stressful day at work. Um, but mm. well, we have to do these every couple of months. We have to do this audit of all the gun, like of make sure all mm, the guns mm-hmm. are like all our guns in our inventory are accounted for and all of the log books are like, there's no errors. There's right. nothing that was that left that didn't get logged out. Um, That's your favorite thing to do. Well, I mean, it's, it's fun <laughs> to keep track of all of that stuff. Like I like it, but the person that does the audit is just a, not a nice person. Uh, so gotcha. like there could be something super nitpicky and then she'll like put that, you could have like a perfect audit and she'll find something mm. just to send and then sends it in on email blast to all the owners, the buyers and all of the managers oh, from that's all of the stores. So like we're last. So thankfully Oregon city and Tigard have already gotten shit on. So then we're ours is today. So it's actually going on right now. Cause I, Oh, so I'll find out how it went when I get there, but I've been trying to get it done for the last week and a half. And we've been so understaffed. Is it audit of the whole store? No, it's oh. just of the guns. Okay, so okay. it's like the thing that I'm directly in charge right, of. Right, so right, right. So uh, it's a little, like, I'm a little, um, and this is only the second one that they've done since I took over the books completely myself. So it's, because um, the person who did it beforehand, um, there was a whole issue with being able to go in the back and all that stuff. So there was, anyway, so I'm in charge of it, and I'm nervous that I effed everything up. But I... I've been trying to get this audit done for the last week and a half, mm-hmm. and the <clears throat> so many people get stressed out during audits. Yeah, we're do- we were doing a company audit. Sorry. Oh, were you? Yeah. Okay. Everyone, all the managers are like, "Wow!" And I just couldn't get for like the last week and a half, and we got told it was going to happen. I kept trying to get to it, mm-hmm. and we're just so understaffed everywhere and so everyone is dude. busy yeah i just could never get to it mm. and then i went in early yesterday and my managers said, you went in early I went in early yesterday Gross. and then my to get it done because it's today and yeah. i hadn't done because all the hand, all the guns are split into like pistols revolvers rim fire center fire shotguns other and i'd only gotten the pistols done up until yesterday and so I, I went in early to get it done because it's easier if you have two people to do it because one uh-huh. person read off the serial number, the other person checks the logbook. But isn't and that always changing if you're selling guns? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying to constantly keep up on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I went in early yesterday to get that done. And, and guns are coming in, so the right. new ones are getting added. So I went in yesterday, Ugh. and I went in early yesterday, and my manager is like, I'm sick, I'm leaving. And he was supposed to be the person to help me. And then I'm like... You gotta be shitting me, Rad. So I was working on that until seven last, until right as we closed last night. Wow. So yesterday just kind of sucked, but other than that, it was all right. That's awesome. All what right. I was thinking about is like the email blast that comes out. At least like 
if hopefully that they have at the other stores people individuals as motivated to do well as you are so that way they get busted for the nitpicky stuff so then you know what she they're nitpicking and then you can kind of address that mm-hmm. so then you can't get got for that yeah don't get got dude we'll see well i'm sure i'll show up and everything was wrong but at least at minimum i was able to there wasn't a single gun that wasn't logged out that couldn't be accounted for last night yeah so every gun is accounted for so at least there's nothing missing no there's errors in the logbook because if you get like we get in like five of the exact same gun in the logbook i'll just draw like each line has to be its own gun in the logbook and then so it'd be like center fire four three nine five four three nine six four three nine seven I could just like write in all the information except for mm-hmm. the serial number on one line. Just write the serial numbers down on the column to each number, oh, and then just you. draw lines for the rest of it yeah. and where it came from. Make model serial number. Um, what falls under type. other uh, receiver? Like receivers. Uh, receivers get logged in under un, un, What's under a receiver. Other. It's so like uh, an AR-15. You can buy just the receiver. It doesn't mm-hmm. have a. It doesn't have any of the working parts, but mm-hmm. it's the only, oh, okay. the, only yeah. the serial numbered part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's like, other. That's an other. Okay, you know. okay. Hey, I watched you play football. You did. You guys came out. The whole fam came out. Yeah, and Lovely made you a, a sign, a sweet sign. Yeah, she's rooting you on, dude. So we said, hey, we're gonna go watch Jake play football, and then t- maybe twenty minutes later, I just knock on her room to check in, see if she's almost ready to go. She's got this giant. She's like, "Can I use this poster board?" And she's like, making a "Go Jake Go." What was that to say? "Go Jake Go Jake" is what it said. Mm-hmm. So, pretty impressive, dude. Thank you. Yeah, we were playing like, I don't know. I was one of the biggest like ass kiss, ass kickings I've ever been a part of yeah. in the league. So it was brutal. Yeah, they didn't even score in the first half. Yeah, it was forty-one-zero. Yeah. It was fun. It was nice. It was beautiful out, so it was cool to just hang. Um, Alicia and Alex come over every Sunday, and they were down. Um, and then, so, I mean, most listeners might know this from following social media that we did this, and mm-hmm. we watched football and stuff. But, um, yeah, it was cool to watch. It was cool to watch you in action. Athletic Jake. <laughs> Athlete. Athlete. Um Afterwards, we got. What were you gonna say? Uh, <laughs> Carter quit after the game, so he's not playing on the team anymore. Why would he quit? Uh, he's upset about the amount of people that were on the team. Because there's there is a lot. Like if you notice, I was on the sidelines a lot. It just kind of sucks. I mean, it does suck. Yeah. But of course, you quit, Carter. Jesus. Anyway, so <laughs> afterwards, uh, we went to. I guess we drove past Voodoo, and we was like, they're like, let's go. We're like, let's go there after. I don't think I've been to Voodoo Donuts since I since I was maybe 18 years old. Have you ever been? I've been there once. Okay, yeah. I don't think I've ever been. And as a contrarian, I'm like, I ain't going to trendy-ass, stupid-ass Voodoo Donuts. Like, I'm not doing it, dude. Mm-hmm. Shame on me. Really? Holy shit. I got the Old Dirty Bastard, <laughs> which is... Like, I think it was chocolate icing, Oreo with peanut butter drizzle. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's not like any other donut, dude. It doesn't taste like any other donut. Like, donuts are donuts, 
This tasted not like a donut. Hmm. It was the it was amazing. Do they still only take cash? No. Oh, they take card now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time I went there, it was cash only. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was delicious. I can't stop thinking about that donut, dude. It was a solid donut. So if you're ever out there playing again, let me know. <laughs> I mean, every Sunday. You um, play there? Yeah. Oh, for some reason, I thought you guys were playing in Delta Park somewhere. Uh, we did for one season because there were so many teams. They had to um, sp- they had to split it up in order to get it in order to um, get all the games in. Well, that's nice that you guys have one place to play. Mm-hmm. That's what I hate about Portland Basketball League is that they constantly move are moving games. Yeah. We could be in Hillsboro one week and then Pearl District one week and then Southeast Portland one week and mm. and then Vancouver one week. It's that obnoxious. Sucks. Yeah. I think you, they set it up the basketball league recently where you can choose just Vancouver. I mean, we did that. We it, said, hey, we're Vancouver. Can we be in just Vancouver? And then we'd be all over town. Really? Hmm. Maybe they've changed. Who knows? I don't know. I just want to play basketball, dude. I. I haven't really watched basketball at all. I mean, there's a few Blazer games I've watched, but it's not much, um, which is weird. And it's a little sad, but I don't know if it's the pandemic. I don't know if what it is, but I've just tapered off a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? What? Going to games. That's what it is. Did you go to many games? Like Fuck the, last, yeah. the last few years? I mean, as I much mean, as I could. Okay. <clears throat> when I was on, there was one season where I was working nights, like graveyard, and I think I went every weekend that they were home. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe that's not it. Maybe I am just tapering off. No, a little I bit. think the pandemic really messed all that up. Yeah. I didn't watch. I didn't watch anywhere near as much football. Why? I don't know. I, I would I would tune into the Jets yeah. on Sunday just to see what they were up to. But there was more than a few weeks last season where, and it, it didn't help that they were really bad, right? Um, but normally, even how even I've I've sat through bad seasons and watched games anyway every mm-hmm. Sunday. I didn't watch any Monday night football. I didn't watch any Sunday night football, any, and, and, and I maybe watched less than half of the Jets games. Yeah, it was huh. just. It's just. Um, I wonder if others are experiencing that. Well, I know. I I mean, I think they are. Viewership is down across all leagues. You know, the 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 conservatives would say, well, it's because they've all gone political. No, I I just think that we just reprioritized our time and our interests because of the pandemic. It just felt weird to be watching basketball. When there's so much going on. I think that's fair. I think that's a great analysis of it. It's like everything is pretty gloomy right now. And I'm sitting here cheering on a a team, a sports team. Mm -hmm. That's probably it. That's that's a good point. But I caught myself watching the play-in games last night. I watched uh, the first half of the Lakers-Golden State game. Okay, I I watched Memphis and Spurs. God, I don't know how. Why? I just neither team could shoot. Did you watch it? No. Okay. Memphis looks good, dude. They're young. They yeah. and they run. <clears throat> also, Patty Mills. I don't think he ever gets. I don't think he gets enough. Like he's not great, but he's a, like a staple point guard for that team. Mm-hmm. It has been for a long time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he gets enough. Uh, 
celebration. But um, so I watched those. Two, I watched the first game. Memphis won. So then they're playing the losers of the Lakers and the Warriors, and Warriors lost because the league can't let LeBron lose. And no, they were giving him. They were giving the Lakers every foul call. It was obnoxious, dude. It's bullshit. Last night, Warriors were up. Mm-hmm. And Warriors were up double digits. Oh, right at the beginning, it was like sixteen to four, dude. Yeah, right at right off the bat. Um, last five minutes of the game, the only minute, the only actual time of the game that matters, Warriors are up. Uh, they they called at least twice that I saw a moving screen on Draymond Green. Then within that last five minutes, he sends a sets a perfect pick. They call moving screen. While Warriors are up, Lakers get the ball. LeBron hits that three. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. Well, then the 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 flagrant when Draymond was clearly going. I mean, for the ball. He I, did it, get hit in the face. Yes, but but literally minutes before that, he was driving and no, uh, I can't remember who it was on the on the Warriors was driving to the basket and then came up with the with the ball and then laid it up and LeBron grabbed his arm the shooter's arm and like in air like put it close to his chin to make it look like he got hit in the chin and then the guy laid it up and then they called I think they called the foul on LeBron or whatever and they were reviewing it and LeBron's looking at the ref like he and saying he hit me in the chin he hit me in the chin cuz LeBron laid on the ground and was holding his chin and flopping around you watch the replay in slow mo and LeBron it doesn't even touch his face i did you hear what he said this morning he's like i saw where he said it after the last game last night i, I saw like, three I rims i saw three rims what a I hate that. I just cannot stand that guy. He is an all-world athlete, and yet yeah. he still has to resort to those parlor tricks yes. to give himself an advantage. Yes. And that is so annoying to me. I, I mean, did- there are stories about Michael doing some some obnoxious and dirty shit, right? But Dirty shit, yes. Yeah. Cheap shit. Well, like, what's the difference between dirty and cheap? Well, dirty, you're like trying to like trying to like hurt somebody that's how i would see uh, it well i just mean like you're, like you're pushing the line between flagrant and foul oh and that's not what i mean i mean jordan's like pulling up people's shorts and like tugging on their jerseys or holding them yeah when he's coming okay. around screens that's, and stuff. okay that's fine that could also be under my umbrella of definition of dirty okay like chippy player okay lebron is lit actively trying to flop on the ground to get foul calls yeah okay yeah. that's cheap it is cheap, and it is. I think that does fall under that idea of parlor tricks. Like, mm-hmm. dude, you're the one. You're strong as shit. Two, you're the number one basketball player in the world right now, besides Steph, because Steph is incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Steph is amazing. He, I could watch him play forever. He's so fun to watch. Yeah. He's ten times more fun to watch than LeBron because he doesn't stop, dude. His conditioning has to be insane. He's constantly running. Um, but LeBron, yeah, just faking the... So when he gets actually hit in the face, I immediately just ign- brush it off and ignore it. Because two minutes pr- prior, you were you were convinced and telling the refs you got hit in the face. We watched the replay and you lied. Mm-hmm. 
So now when you get poked in the eye, you actually get poked in the eye? I don't I don't believe it. You're just a soccer player now, dude. Yeah. I'm not yeah. falling for it. He's just a he's something else, man. Like he is so him and Kevin Durant yes are both like this. Yes. Where they 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 want to be they're trying instead of just letting the narrative like letting their greatness build their narrative, which it would. Those are the two best basketball players on the planet. Oh, I have a bone to pick with you too, but continue. Those are the two best basketball players on the planet in yeah. terms of like ability to just play all position, be able to yeah. do everything on the floor. KD can handle the ball. He can guard the post. He can do everything, yeah. right? Steph is the greatest shooter, ball handler of all yes. time, facilitator, all of that. Yes. But in terms of just raw, all like, around, all around talent yeah. on the basketball court, those are the two best players. And that would be recognized regardless. Yes. But they are so worried about the narrative being that they are the best that they're trying to manufacture it. It's like LeBron has to create this controversy to be because he feels like he has to create controversy in order to be talked about. He would still be talked about. Oh, the thing is yeah. that he's be he would be talked about. His accolades are ridiculous on their own. Right. You don't need to be like, oh, I saw three rims. To try to make and yourself shot for the middle and try to sound like the and try to sound like you're this like hardcore battered warrior. Right. It's like he's trying to create like he's always chasing the MJ flu game. Right. <laughs> it's like he's like not I, after that air conditioning game, dude. No, no, he's not like <laughs> you can never have it. No, it's just he's but he's so concerned with it. That he has to manufacture this drama shit. Yeah. And it's so annoying. It's just so annoying. it's just who he is like. As a person, and you, as you just have to accept that and admire his greatness when he's on the court. But damn, he's just so easy to root against, in my opinion. I just find him to be insufferable as a as a as a person off the court, having to watch him in the media. Yeah, and then watch his teams. And you're watching last night. I knew what was going to happen. Duh. Like you knew what was going to happen. They already started calling ticky tack fouls in the second quarter to get them back in it. Yep. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I watched Kent Bazemore drive in the lane, get freaking hacked by Caruso. Yeah. It's and then and then the announcers aren't even talking about it. And then on the other end, they they whistle. I forget who it was with the on the Warriors, like a super ticky tack foul on Schroeder. Um. And yeah, then yeah, I, was, yeah. I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. And it's just, they're doing, and then the, 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 they're not even talking about it on, like the announcers aren't even talking, aren't even talking about it, but it's like, you know, what was going to happen. Like you just know what was going to happen is that they were going to get the Warriors in foul trouble and the Lakers are going to be able to eventually get their way back into it. It's just it's easy it's easy for a team to play good defense. They were talking about how oh the Lakers defense is clamping down. Well, it's easy to clamp down when you get away with hacking. Yeah, when you're getting every you know, when you're getting away with everything. Uh, I didn't know this, but I guess he became a meme last night when he was like looking up like wait from getting poked in the eye. Oh God, that's <laughs> hilarious. Mom, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Barstool yeah. was roasting him this morning. I saw. Mm-hmm. They were going at him hard. I love that. Yeah. Um, Barstool cannot stand LeBron. Really? No. I didn't know that. They go after him every playoffs. They really? Go after him. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it's just this. I think you make a great point. And it's like, you are, you two are the greatest players in the league right now. Just let your ball speak for it. Like, 
because they're social media doesn't mean you have to be out there creating a narrative like highlight your other things don't highlight the fact that i could barely see i was like i saw three rims yeah stop well, it's the same thing with his ankles like i'll probably never be a hundred percent yes i saw that it, it's he want it's like he so then when he goes out and he performs well it's like even oh with the ankle even with it's like it's it's kobe's achilles tear where you, or kobe Taurus achilles you stepped wish, up dude stepped up and knocked stepped up and knocked down free throws yes. before exiting yeah it's it's lebron and it's like it's mj's flu game dude right it's just you're never going to be you're never going to be that after he had to be lifted up and carried out of the arena because the AC didn't work. Mm-hmm. You could never have the 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 Kobe moment or the Michael moment. You can't. Your moment is being carried <laughs> off because of air conditioning. Yeah, I mean, you are Paul Pierce. Yes, in the wheelchair because mm-hmm. he had to take a crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I just fake tough guys. Yeah, they annoy me. Yeah. Have you speaking of that? Have you seen? Have you heard what's going on with Kwame Brown? Oh yeah, and and Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes, Gilbert Arenas, Gilbert Arenas, and, and there's one other one I can't remember. Steven Jackson, yes, yes, dude, they don't want anything about it. they like. He came back a little bit, and they ran. They scattered, mm-hmm. dude. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, they're like, uh, yeah, I don't want, I, I don't want any of this. And Matt Barnes, I don't think is a soft guy. Like, yeah, I mean, they're just like, we don't want no smoke. And isn't their show called like? All the smoke. All the smoke or yeah. all about the smoke. But Matt, dude, <clears throat> apparently Kwame Brown is like a scary ass dude. Really? Yeah. I mean. Gilbert Arenas told a story about how he thought Kwame Brown was going to kick his ass. So brought with him 12 bodyguards and Kwame Brown and Kwame Brown's brother kicked the shit out of all 12 bodyguards. It was like one on six, each one and Kwame Brown and his brother won. Shut up. Yeah. It actually happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gilbert Arenas swore to it. He's like, that is a guy you don't fuck with (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing i didn't know that yeah yeah i saw that drama um but again that's that fake tough guy stuff or just saying to say it Mm -hmm. like i mean we kind of do it here i guess on the show when we talk about politics and you know but i like to imagine that if we had a moment alone with trump we would shred him Mm -hmm. we would tell him what we think and what we feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in opposed to these guys like talking shit about Kwame Brown's career and all this shit. And then when he comes to address it, they're like, oh, oh we're just we didn't mean it. We're sorry. You're a legend. Oh, my bad. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Hmm. I did hear about that. But yeah, Um. I know there's a lot of basketball talk. Do you think but... that? Da- sorry. One Go last ahead. thing. Yeah. There's always this talk about Dame teaming up with Braun. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dame could stand him. I don't think so either. And I didn't I didn't understand where you were coming from when you said that I don't think Kuzma likes playing with LeBron. I don't think Kuzma likes playing with LeBron. Mm-mm. I was watching it last Wesley Matthews last night though. Killer. Holy shit. That was the only thing I liked. Yes. Was that they they had to pull Schroeder yes. and put Wesley in. Yes. And I love that. I love that I lo- too. I love Wes. Me too. Which sucks that he's on that team, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I love that. We I'm said like, this before Ooh. the season. If the Lakers have to win again, at least Wesley Matthews gets a yep. ring. Yep. Yeah. And I, I still stand by that. I don't want him to win, though. No. Sorry, Wes. I hope Portland wins. Yeah, me too. All of it. Um, you said that Anthony Davis was a top five player. I stand by that. Get the hell out of here, dude. When hell? LeBron? 
When healthy, I don't care. You're not healthy. He's never healthy. He's never healthy. LeBron, Dude's Katie, made a tw- Kevin made Durant, Kyrie sense. Irving, Se- okay. Steph Curry. Right. Well, give me that. Give me that list again. Maybe not Kyrie. Yeah. Okay. Take Kyrie out. But LeBron. LeBron. Katie. Yeah. Never healthy either, though. But he's better than AD. Well, only recently never healthy. Okay. Uh, the Achilles is hard to come back. James from. Harden. Okay. Uh, Damian Lillard. Oh, Steph Curry. Yes. Okay. You're not putting Dame in top five? Who's who's Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis is not better than Damian Lillard. Get out of here. No. No. Did you see his first half last night? It was atrocious. I mean, Dame has bad halves. I've but, seen Dame have But if You cannot I, okay, Anthony Davis took himself away. Right? Okay. You cannot take Anthony Davis away. You just can't you cannot there's no one you can put on him. That doesn't make him a top five player. But Dame has missed Open shot after open shot too. Okay, Dame has been Dame has been a cold shooter. Dame Dame has been a cold shooter. Ignore Dame then. But you can run. You can run two, three guys at Damian Lillard and and take him away. You can take him away and and, but But, he can do. Okay. Okay. Right. Don't we always talk about? Don't we we always talk about the reason why (laughs) the Portland can never get over the hump is because they don't have a second punch when a team takes away Lillard. Okay. You can't take Anthony Davis away. Draymond Just did a pretty size. good job last night. His Draymond was playing good defense until last the fourth night. quarter Be- because of the refs. It's not because of Draymond's D. You know that's true. I don't know. Anthony Davis was. I don't think he's top five. I don't think he's top five. There's no way, dude. That size and ability to better. S- I know there's someone that size better. and his ability to score. Yeah, that's and great. he's a good rim protector. Top five. No way, dude. Jokic is better than him. Okay. There you go. Number five. I'll give you Jokic. I'll give you I'll give you Jokic. Yeah. I, I Jokic. knew there was someone better. I you said top five and I was like, this motherfucker. I don't even know if I believe that Anthony Davis is better than Damian Lillard. I just wanted to make that argument because I was gonna die on that hill until you actually yeah. came up with something I couldn't dispute. Yep, yep, I can't yep. dispute that Jokic. Yep, Jokic yeah. is fire. Because Jokic can do it at the same seven foot. Can yeah. do everything that Anthony Davis can do, uh, except he doesn't move his feet as well. No, Anthony Davis, no, 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 Anthony no, no, Davis yeah. is like insane in terms of his length and ability to move his feet. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he's quick, he's mm-hmm. athletic. Uh, Jokic just, just he's a plotting guy yeah. and doesn't not look like he should be good at basketball. Yeah, and yet he's probably going to be MVP. Uh, did you see what's his name? Uh, used to be important Trailblazer Swanigan. Oh, dude, uh, you see Dame, pounds? you see Dame stick up for him though. Uh-uh. Yeah, so everybody was tweeting like it, that photo of him showing up at the courthouse. Yeah, yeah. To for his marijuana charge, which is stupid in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the league isn't testing for that anymore. No, but I mean he's not in the league. Yeah, I know. So he got busted wherever he's at, where right. mar- marijuana is not legal. So he had to show up for a court date for mm-hmm. it, which is stupid. That's insane. I mean, marijuana at this point shouldn't be illegal. Hot take guy. Yeah. Um, the even. Anyway, so people were, people were making fun of him yeah. and showing, sharing pictures around. And Dame went after this dude, like saying, like, you don't know what a guy is going through. You don't know his past. Um, Good for him. Like, if you're going to say something out of if you're going to say something like, hey, maybe maybe if you're going to say something to, to bring awareness to try to maybe re- reach out to help Caleb. Yeah. Then that's fine. But if you're posting this just to make fun of his weight, shame on you. Well, I would never, you know, I, I shared it to friends like whoa look at this mm-hmm. but it's it's weird to me again this 
desire to go out and like post it and and then give your two cents. Yeah, I that's yeah. I'll I'll have a conversation for your, about for it for your 100 Twitter followers. Yeah. Like, yeah. hot takes, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like you just tweeting randomly. Marijuana should be legal. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, no shit, dude. Like, Caleb Swanigan's 400 pounds. Yeah, clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- well, and then people were making fun of his, like, making, like, just legit, like, their captions making fun of his weight. I'm sure. It's like, whoa, what happened to this guy? Yeah. Like, won the pandemic. He's not in the league. Yeah. He, he's not exercising. But he's got a I'm lot. Sure. And, he, and apparently, he's- like, in eighth grade, he weighed 400 pounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And his dad, when his, I guess when Caleb's dad died, when Caleb mm. was three, his dad weighed 500 pounds. Oh. So it's genetic. It's it's something he's been dealing with his whole life, right. which makes me feel horrible mm-hmm. for my joke about his tight shorts last year. <laughs> I like Caleb a lot. I know, but I made fun of his because he had too tight, too small of shorts last year playing, and I made fun of that. And now I realize that he has a legitimate weight issue, yeah, and yeah. it's something that he's dealing with. And I feel terrible for making that joke. Well, Dame's calling you out, dude. I as deservedly so. <laughs> Honestly, if someone found that clip and being like, "Hey, you're fucked up," I'm sorry. Like I do, <laughs> I I apologize for that take. Like yeah. I feel really bad about that. I mean. They're still short shorts, tight shorts. I was making fun. I said, dude, if he goes too hard in the paint, he's going to rip his shorts. Well, he might. <laughs> I, I have to apologize for that oh, one. Oh, stop I it. have to apologize Look for that one. Look at you, one. dude. You're so afraid of cancel culture because you almost got canceled one time. True. <laughs> They're coming for me, man. You're pre-apologizing. No, but I mean, the, clearly, the, clearly, Swanigan, Biggie yeah. has... Has has some mental issues, like mental health Shit issues going on, and yeah, yeah, and that's that's honestly that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was a, always he he needs. I was always Team Swanigan. So. I was never. I know you weren't. I am though. Um, one last thing. as a player, I'm rooting for him as a human being. I hope he can right. figure figure his stuff out. Yeah, Myers Leonard too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> also, go Suns. Um, so mm. <laughs> they're gonna get beat by the Lakers. You know this. You know, like I know they are, and it's bullshit because they're going to—they're literally going to get—they're going to get Aiton and Macau Bridges and foul trouble all series. It's bullshit, dude. Yeah. But, dude, Chris Paul has just taken that team to another level, man. He, what his ability? Yeah, I'll say this. It's He's weird. It's weird. Shit. It's he is very annoying, <laughs> and I've realized like the teams I hate the most, the Clippers in Houston, are teams that. I, I started hating the most when he was on them. Yep, yep. And it's probably going to be that way if the Suns, if somehow Portland ends up drawing the Suns. Oh, um, I would love that. Because series. they will. The, if if Phoenix beats the Lakers mm-hmm. and Portland beats Denver, mm-hmm. they will play Phoenix. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. Dame and because Paul has Dame always been Paul? in Dame's. Ooh grill yeah and dame was going at chris in that last game against phoenix when yeah portland was finally all the way healthy yeah they were going at each other and matching each other yep. and i would love that but dude paul has had well-documented issues in the play in the playoffs yeah oh yeah dame it kind of gets the same thing it's like yeah he's a great regular season player his teams oh, have fallen his true. teams have fallen short in the playoffs they have outside of the big shots man what have they done but it's not a western conference finals has chris ever been there yeah well chris sucks with the clippers with oh, lob okay. city yeah, yeah and yeah. then they they blew a 3-1 lead i think yeah 
to the either the Warriors or Spurs or somebody. I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, I would love that matchup. That'd be a great matchup. But Lakers are going to win. Um, so you wanted to talk about how far audiences are expected to suspend reality when watching a movie or a show about a specific time period. Mm-hmm. And what obligation do producers have to portray difficult topics as realistically as possible? Okay. You want the context in which? Yes. I, okay. Obviously. So, <laughs> uh, I started watching a show on Amazon Prime Okay. called The Underground Railroad. Okay. And... It started out good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the acting is bad, but why are whatever. you watching it? I thought it was good, and it got good reviews. <laughs> okay. It had like ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so I started watching it, and you know, it, you get the the stand like it's horrid. Like you get any depictions of chattel slavery in the South around the early eighteen hundreds is horrendous, right? Um, and it starts out. I mean, hard to watch, but watchable. I mean, it's good. I mean, it seems to be... It, it's holding my attention. Okay. They're hour-long episodes, which is a long investment to begin with. So you got to be good show to keep me watching hour-long episodes. Mm-hmm. So we get all the way to the end, and the main character and her... I'm assuming her love interest, or at least the person who... It's a male, so the main character is a is a is a, is a female, and then the, there's a male who's like convinced, who keeps trying to convince her to escape. Mm-hmm. And finally, at the towards the end of the first episode, they both see something that causes them to be like, "We have to get the f out of here." Mm-hmm. So they escape, right? And they end up escaping, and they meet up at this white farm, this white landowner's house, who's like the first step in the Underground Railroad in Georgia, right? And he takes he he's taking them and he's telling them they're after you um, because they had this a third girl who had tried to escape with them but she got they got she got caught and then they're like you didn't tell her where you're going did you and then all that stuff so they get him down in the, into the basement mm-hmm. and you're like okay this is like some sort of tunnel and all of a sudden the underground railroad is a legitimate underground railroad a train appears out of nowhere in the subterranean. Like it's like this coal engine mm-hmm. in an underground, like dug out, like tunnel, dirt tunnel, uh-huh. just pulls on up, and they get on the underground railroad. Okay, that's I'm like, this is stupid. How far is into this show? Is the this? end of the first episode? Oh, okay. So I'm like, I'll give it one more. Okay. The next episode, yeah. they end up in South Carolina at mm-hmm. this fake town called Griffin. Mm-hmm. I know it's fake because I looked it up. <laughs> um, and they basically copy the entire premise of Get Out, where like so they they oh. come out of the underground railroad okay. and they're in this. Um, the train drops them off, uh-huh. and they're in this ta- town called Griffin. Mm-hmm in South Carolina and it's these, all these real, uh, really nice courtly white folk Mm -hmm. who are super nice to blacks Mm -hmm. ex like escape slaves. And they immediately welcome in the two main characters Mm -hmm. and like, Hey, you guys are, we're going to get you a job. And they're like, they, they get them all, you know, allow them to dress in nice clothing and all this stuff like that. Weird. And you're like, Oh, this is 
just just doesn't okay. seem right. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is South There's Carolina. Going on. This is South Carolina. Right. And then you slowly start to figure out throughout the episode is that these people aren't actually nice. There, it's a sinister. It's a sinister town mm-hmm. that they get uh, runaway slaves hooked on drugs and then, for reasons of science, mm-hmm. force sterilize the slaves for reasons of science. And then they have like these uh, f- sterilized runaway slaves who are now hooked on drugs. And I'm just like. That's not, I mean, for some weird mm. religion, like for some weird religion science thing. And I'm like, okay. this literally screams like the bad seasons of Walking Dead mm-hmm. um, where they come across some weird town of, I don't know. And yeah. then, or the get out premise. I'm yeah. like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, in an era where we have, we can't even agree on reality between Americans. Right. And it's, we're constantly being told that this, that slavery is in the past. It's not a thing anymore. It has no ramifications on present day. Mm-hmm. And it has, um, and that the civil war wasn't fought to end the horrific things that they showed at the beginning of the first episode. Right. Is it kind of a disservice to then just create this whole fantasy world around it in such a polarized time i i just i saw that i'm like i can only suspend reality so much Mm -hmm. especially dealing with something that is so present it's like ever present in our society this issue in this time period and the ramifications of what what is being depicted here and then to make like spin some sort of fantasy off of it was just honestly it, it didn't sit well with me and I stopped watching after the second episode so I would not have watched it I mean probably after the actual railroad pulls up yeah I, I was almost <laughs> done like yeah. I was, I'm like I'm done yeah but I'm going to give it a second I want to give the second episode a chance um I think one thing is uh it's on Amazon Prime you have also had issues with another show produced by Amazon Prime. True. The one about Hunters. the Holocaust. Hunters, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm seeing a trend here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, if I'm going to watch a show about the Underground Railroad, I want, and maybe this is just because we're elitist historians, I guess, but I want to see a depiction. I want to see representation of you know, there's there's something different about the the medium is the message. Here's the communications coming out. When you read something, the message is different. When you watch something, the message changes. So as historians, we've read about the Underground Railroad. We've read about chattel slavery. But when you see it represented in film or in television... Mm-hmm. It, it changes the way it changes what we've read mm-hmm. because reading about it and actually seeing visual representation of it changes what it means to mm-hmm. us. For sure. So when when I watch a historical or something founded in history, I want to see accuracy. I want to see something that is representing what I've already learned or read to change the message, but also to be like, oh, wow. Like it just it. It impacts you differently when you're seeing it, regardless of what it is, not just 
underground rail, railroad mm-hmm. or slavery. But so when when the fact that the town was even made up, if I would have Googled that, I would have been I would have been turned off by it. I've been like, OK, this is dumb. Like, that's too far. The Underground Railroad, maybe there's some symbolism. Maybe there's uh, something else they're trying to show. You know, I'm trying to give the artists, whether that be the director or writer, some some room to play, yeah. right? And I'll allow that. But then you start making up towns, and then you start doing all this. I'm like, I, I, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Um like we can all I mean there's been all sorts of things spun around like we cowboys versus aliens yes. right there's these things that aren't meant to be taken seriously mm-hmm. but this film this series is built to be it's a very serious tone mm-hmm. it's this incredibly serious tone yeah and as it should be with the with the material it's dealing with yeah i think so yeah but to then just i, I could suspend like you like you're talking about like i could suspend reality it took me a bit to be like, do I want to watch episode two after the underground railroad? Right. But I'm like, okay, I can suspend reality to that point. Right. And then it got to episode two. And I'm like, no, like mm-hmm. this is, this is it. So I was just like, I, my question was, it's like producers need to just like, I don't know. It's like, how much can you really ask? Because then I, I was, fl- I was floored by the amount of positive uh, feedback mm-hmm. about this show. Reviews, that's only yeah. been like four. It's like, it's going to be a 10 episode run mm-hmm. and they're only, they've only released five episodes so far. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, like it's like 20 to one positive to negative in the, wow. in like the audience, like audience scores. Yeah. And in, in, in typed out reviews. Mm hmm. I think that I think you bring up a great point as far as like who we are today as society and like questioning reality even. So when you have shows like that and what does that do to somebody who like looks it up? Does this even happen? And then they, they find out that it never happened and nothing like that happened and no town like that actually existed. So then what does that do to their, their view or uh, opinion on history? Because mm-hmm. they're maybe they're watching. Oh, I know. I learned about the Underground Railroad in third grade. Let me let me watch a show that is about it. And then you watch and you're like, I don't remember any of that. Then you do some research and you're like, Wow, dude, how can I even trust historians or or historical representations? Mm-hmm. That's my linear thought process. Maybe that's extreme, but it's like I I, I could see how somebody could go down that path. Yeah. Um, first episode of. I'm still not done with Watchmen, mm-hmm. um, the show. But first episode is a Tulsa Race Massacre. Mm. Wow. I mean, it is violent and it is hardcore. Um, but I wasn't mad at the representation of it. What I love about Watchmen world is they, they do. You are in a world where. It's an alternate reality, mm-hmm. but it's still there's still some like pokes at history. I'm not saying that that was a poke at history. Um, we don't see the change in timeline. I think until the heroes come around, like right before uh, the World Wars. I think mm-hmm. is when when the Watchmen, the first Watchmen, were World War One, yeah, World War Two, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and then in Watchmen, the movie in the in the graphic novel, you see Nixon running 
for president for a fifth term Mm -hmm. and little things like that little pokes at history that i like because there's a hero so that nixon doesn't these things don't happen nixon uses the heroes to do certain things um the comedian specifically like those things i i enjoy that twisting of history you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Um, but what you're talking about, and so I'm watching a, I'm watching a film. But you know, it's yes, fantasy. It's comic book. It's fantasy, yeah. right? And that's what I was gonna say. When I'm seeking something out that is, so even even there was a there was a something that was almost, it almost looked like it was um, a documentary on HBO Max. I can't remember what it was. What it was, um, something on African American and Black history. But I played it and. So it started showing all these like imi- this, these real images, images and imagery of um, uh, footage from from history that we have, and I'm like, okay, here we go, cool, this is rad. But then they go into like some dramatized reenactment of certain scenarios. I'm I'm out immediately. I'm out because again, I think there's a little bit of um, it, it's requiring me to suspend reality, as you say, or give forgiveness and leeway for artists interpretation mm-hmm. which i mean isn't that history we're all writing and, and recording things and then making arguments based on what we have found but that all stems from the person who's writing it right yeah. but I, I don't know when i see when i seek history out when i seek history films out mm-hmm. i want it to be as accurate as possible or as i, I don't know if it's a dystopian underground railroad then you can create your own town where these things are happening. Mm-hmm. Not when it's historical. Yeah. That bothers me. Well, it's it's just how many like how many white dudes watched uh National Treasure and were like, you know what? That could have happened. Mm-hmm. That could have happened. Or or that or it's like, well, you know, what if? Yeah. Why they gotta be white, dude? I think that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am white. We just we you discussed that last week. You are um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I I love that you're bothered by it <laughs> to the point where you're like, I need to talk about this. Um, but I agree. I don't think. I think it's just like, I don't. I don't think that they owe anything to like. But I do think there's a maybe a responsibility. Maybe I just don't bill it as some serious show. Or we're supposed to be reflecting, reflective of the Underground Railroad mm-hmm. and then show nothing except for what you're referring to in the beginning episode about the atrocities and the struggles. And like now you're fantasizing about your fan. You're creating a fantasy mm-hmm. out of what happened. Like I see like there's the the medium of movie making is going to have to take artistic licensing. Yes. That's just something we have to all we all know is going to happen. You and you have to accept it to a certain extent. You can't have a perfect representation of history. Otherwise, you have a documentary and nobody watches documentaries unless they're on Netflix and they're about eating McDonald's or murderers or murderers. So you have to to get. Unfortunately, I, this isn't just Americans. Uh-huh. Most people get their their ideas of history through movies because it's a palatable way to take in information. Let me throw this out there for you. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. The movie. Crappy movie. Why? This is so inaccurate. What's inaccurate about it? Everything. Tell me. <laughs> Just, what do you... <laughs> they're, they're, they did not get planes off the ground. 
for one. Okay. That dog, the dog fight uh-huh. didn't happen. Okay. But that's a great example, right? Yeah. Does that bother you? Yes. Okay. I mean, it's a fun movie. Right. I mean, Ben Affleck and jo- uh, Josh Hartnett are Ooh, are good. good are good actors. Was it they Tyler? Pl- they play. No, it's. Uh, oh, no. Kate, it's not. Kate Beckinsale. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. Okay, I haven't seen that in for probably since the 90s or whatever, whenever it came out. But good, I mean, good movie. Right. It's a very nine. It's a very 90s bromance. Armageddon, Armageddon type, type yeah. movie. So, I mean, it it's good. It's watchable. Mm-hmm. It's long as shit. Yeah. And the whole Doolittle Raid part is also really over-dramatized. Where they dropped, where they bombed Tokyo. Oh, where they they take off on the B fifty twos like that actually happened right? I mean it didn't. But but my my reason in bringing it up is not about like them the dog fight right? Obviously that we can take issue with that mm-hmm. right? But overall, the general idea is Pearl Harbor got attacked. Yeah. Right. There's no. <laughs> it's not actually a harbor filled with pearls. <laughs> being attacked um but but the 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 main the main the part where you see the most uh licensing like artist licensing freedoms is this romantic love story Mm -hmm. right that is the most embellished part but but i think whenever you see that in history you can you can suspend reality when you're acknowledging that like okay these people are not real Mm -hmm. and we're okay with that because they're living through them. We're experiencing this greater factual event. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Um, opposed to like, even like movies where they're based on actual people. I always go and look through the history of the actual people and see how accurate those movies are. Mm-hmm. That one about that drug dealer, the pilot that, uh, American made, yeah. I think mm-hmm. with, with Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. yeah. I went in, down in a deep dive about that guy and seeing and uh, uh how, Bosch, ac- how accurate was that movie? Because I've seen that movie. I think it was pretty accurate. Yeah, that's what my understanding was. It's yeah, like even uh, Boston was it Boston George? Is that his name? Uh, he just died recently. Um, from Blow. I didn't watch that. You haven't seen Blow? Mm-mm. Blow is a good movie, but Boss George Young, who, what's his name? I don't know. The freaking. Jack Sparrow. Oh, uh, you're um, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp plays this this guy in Blow, and then I started doing all this research on uh, George Young and and seeing how accurate that was and what actually happened. And he did go to prison and all this stuff. And so when there's these biopic type films, mm-hmm. I think there maybe has to be a little more accuracy because people are going to look into it. And I think that that responsibility of a representation of somebody has to happen if you're going to call something the underground railroad then have it be about the underground railroad you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like calling the movie jake Jokum and then oh dude and i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole <laughs> but 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 you know what i'm saying like it's about jake Jokum and you have you're still alive you have someone to refer to but you don't you don't even you don't even all right we'll just take the name and use it mm-hmm. that's insane to me yeah that's insane i i just you could not believe the the look of annoyance on my face when I saw a <laughs> fucking train coming down a goddamn tunnel. Yeah, in early eighteen hundreds. Yeah, 
I'm like, where does the smoke go? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that tunnel would be so toxic and gross. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Stupid. Well, I appreciate your annoyance because you know I love uh, discussing films and anything you might be annoyed with. Yeah. Um, what do you got? I just have your notes. I, oh, I want to okay. talk all about what you want to talk about. Uh, oh, real quick. Yeah. Uh, follow up on Demi Lovato. Did you see that she's come out as non-binary? Why would you bring that up? <laughs> I'm not touching that one. All right. <laughs> I'm not touching that I just, one. I just, I'm just, I just dropped it down there. Saw if there was going to be any takers, and we'll just leave it there. I'm sure there were plenty of takers, but I ain't biting on that A one. A dude in Bo- uh, radio host in Boston quit on air because he was told that he couldn't criticize Demi Lovato at all. Yeah. Or criticize the fact that she came out as non-binary. That I'm unclear on. Hmm. Interesting. He quit on air. On air. Yeah. Wow. Now that I have opinions on. <laughs> um, being told that you can't criticize something. I mean, I, criticize her. Are we going to criticize her? We criticized her for the bullshit she tried to pull with the cookies. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair game. Uh, This is, I think, in the same way. Again, I think you can. I think there's a uh, an equivalency here that you could draw. Oh shit, Jake! Why did you bait me into this? Um, Of like me, society has. There are societal norms, there are societal parameters, and those are always, those are like history fluid and kind of changing and evolving. Sure. With this non-binary thing, I think that society is evolving and changing and accepting and and understanding where those people are coming from in, in that representation. In the same sense that there are people who will tell her that she's not nine binary you are not non-binary you are a woman is the same effing conversation of people telling me that i'm not mexican i'm white and and i'm not going to try to get down that whole rabbit hole but i have made arguments that if if this is the oh shit i shouldn't even say that (laughs) i've made an argument of rachel dolezal you know who that is oh yeah okay so she was a prominent person in NAACP, mm-hmm. and she's white. Mm-hmm. And she would darken her skin, and she would do her hair a certain way, and she was attempting to appear black. And I guess, quote, acting like a black person, quote, right? So if we are in this in this space of un- of accepting how people identify as whatever... Who are we to say that she's not black? <laughs> Look, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, not. I want to leave that up to the people who's who like. I'm gonna leave that up to black culture to this for sure. But I, but that that argument could be made. As a white person, I'm not gonna even. But I'm okay, not flip it. it, flip it. Who is to say? What defines me being Mexican? Because my dad was half Mexican? I I think there is a a shared a shared his, 
a shared history due to so shared history defines i think it's component okay i think it's a necessary component it's, not the, like old, it's not the only component <laughs> yeah. it's necessary yeah i mean part of culture is a shared history it's a shared right. story yeah 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 but who's to say that she doesn't share that story or that history or that culture I, but she can't she can't but no she can't <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Because if you're saying she can, it cheapens the actual experience. I agree. Of of Black Americans. But my experience as a no, if they no, if they wanted now, if if prominent members of the Black community, and yeah. no, you can't make this as a monolith because you're going to have all sorts of opinions across right, right, across Black America. Yeah. But if prominent. Oh, members of the so prominent prominent members of the black community came out and supported her and say yeah. we do see her as black then okay i mean i guess okay yeah but there there was one thing on the on the critical race theory that i was reading that i didn't bring up last week and it was like we need to stop assuming that people of the of a race other than white are experts on racism oh for sure i mean yeah because everybody wants the White people constantly go to black people and be like, exp- like explain racism yeah, to me. It's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, no. The and onus then you're is, putting that on them. Yeah, the onus is on you, dude. Look, I don't really think that <laughs> Rachel Dolezal is black. But there, there is something to be said about others. It's a good conversation starter. It is I a agree. good conversation. I agree what you're saying. But I think that it's there's a there's a there's a idea or notion or concept there to discuss about others telling others who and what they are. So if Demi Lovato is identified as non-binary, like I, I think you agree in this in this um, th- way of thinking, cool, you you do your thing, like it doesn't bother us, it doesn't affect me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're triggered and you're mad about it. No, not at all. Okay, <laughs> but but it, it's when others are saying you're not non-binary. You are you're a woman, or or, or you're you're uh, obviously binary is a sexual. Wait, no, it's a, a gender identity. Mm-hmm. So people are going to say that you are no, you're a woman or whatever. What were you going to say? Well, I would never try to just say like, oh no, there's only two genders. Right, I know that. I'm just saying that. But my point, yeah, being, <laughs> I don't understand what it means to be non-binary enough to have an opinion on whether somebody is or isn't isn't okay. So. I'm just going to assume that what you say you are is what you are. You mm-hmm. probably know more. You know more about yourself than I do. Yeah. My question is the timeline with her. Yeah. And her inability to want to take criticism mm-hmm. for her own actions. Using definitions mm-hmm. of protected groups. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. To in isolate herself, insulate herself from further criticism of her poor actions. Ta- right. Only time will tell. Yes. But the next time she gets herself into a sticky situation like the cookie incident, and then she tries to say, well, it's the pressure I feel as a non-binary person. Mm-hmm. I see that as a possibility with her. This is more about the individual than it I, is about yes. the identity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm taking this whole thing in a different direction of other people telling others of who and what they are i would which i think you and i would both agree that it's not that's not our place to do and it doesn't affect us in the slightest yeah like it doesn't affect me if rachel dolezal decides she wants to if she wants to be considered black yeah 
it doesn't affect that doesn't affect me. I think the problem is, is she was in the NAACP. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trying to um yeah. Yeah. Even though something might be I mean it might be wrong and it doesn't affect me, I can still have an opinion oh, on it. Oh okay, yeah, 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah, I I I understand what you're saying about Demi and the timing. I think she's going through a lot right now, dude. After she almost died, dude, her brain's all jacked up. She can't see shit. <laughs> she's a wreck right now. Um, I just, I don't like Rachel Dolezal mm-hmm. and Demi Lovato use like using their protected I, like people people who have the issues, mm-hmm. right? Like. Taryn always uses this term protected protected groups okay to then to shield themselves from criticism because Mm. there are like those protected groups are like need for sure except for sure need things like legitimately like jokingly i say all the time anytime there's any criticism on 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 something at work Mm -hmm. i dude because i'm a piece of crap i go is it because i'm mexican (laughs) <laughs> clearly it has nothing to do with that but mm-hmm. that is a that is a group that is that is an identity that i have that I, I if i was genuinely like i mean if there was actual discrimination mm-hmm. i could use that right me using it like that in the sense is 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 a poke at what you're talking about yeah having this identity i'm not saying she she's choosing this identity to protect herself mm-hmm. but now it's it's something that she can oh i don't know if i even want to say that but i get what you're saying <laughs> hot topics jake damn from two white guys two white guys yeah who really should just only shut up and talk about white guy things yeah but wait but all white guy things are rooted in racism mm-hmm which I can't talk about. Mm-mm. You don't know anything about racism. So, just gonna sit here. Yeah, boil you down to your race. Uh, I was thinking about my uh, my dad who raised me, um, and just our different experiences as as Mexicans in this country because I pass as white. Also, different eras. You know, in the eighties, my mom told me that he was at a bar or he would be at a bar and he would just get the shit kicked out of him just for being Mexican. Your dad? Oh yeah. Yeah. And um my brother looks more Mexican than I do and he we went out for graduation that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you had gone home after at this Yeah, you point. guys went to Shanahan's. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody was like talking shit to him about being Mexican and telling him to get out of the country and shit. And it's like the f- you know again passing, right? So nobody says shit like that to me. Because I pass as white or because I look as white. But there's that history there of my dad experiencing that racism. And I know those stories. And now I'm seeing it happen to my brother because he's darker than me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> um, but it makes my point about the shared, hist- about the shared history. It does. Something that Dolezal could never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that shared culture. Um you know, growing up with a Mexican father in the house, cooking Mexican food, listening to Mexican music, going to Mexico, meeting my aunts and my grandparents and and, 
you know, I'm not saying that she doesn't have experience living in black culture, but I think I think there's something to a shared history. I like that you said that. I think there's something there. Um, well, there's multiple components yeah. to cultural identity. Yes. But you can't have, I don't think you can necessarily have the entire scope of it without having that shared history. Well, it's a necessary component. If race is a concept, construct, you said cultural identity. I think that's different than racial identity or ethnic identity. I think it's, I think the different components you're talking about cultural identity mm-hmm. is the different components of racial, ethnic, and cultural. Those are the components that come together under quote race. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like Mexican, like I do, I love Mexican culture and I can celebrate Mexican culture as a white guy, but fortunately my dad was half Mexican. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know. There's a difference there. I think like you can celebrate black culture and love black culture, but you, you can't share that same experience, not just historically, but even like day to day. But I think as you can still celebrate it. I think that's, well, abs- yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I I didn't make that argument. No, I know. Yeah, I'm just. And I'm that's just not what Rachel Dolezal was doing. No, she was. She was trying oof. to take on that identity. Yeah. And use the identity of a protected group to enhance her own life. Hmm. Yikes, dude! I wonder what she's up to today. <laughs> I, no I don't know. I don't care. Um, I don't want to get. I mean, I don't. I don't think we have time to get into it. But I started looking and researching and reading about uh, Gaza. Oh, okay. And and just the conflict and the war. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. So I brought up before this difference between millennials and Gen Zs, and how Gen Zs are shitting on millennials all the time. Mm-hmm. And I found this really funny article that is like millenn- like all this compiling this co- uh, compilation of uh, millennials having such s- sick burns on Gen Z. But I will say that I feel like there is this zero tolerance for unnecessary violence that is coming from the generation under us, like. They're sharing actual videos from the conflict there, and they, they have an opinion. And it's not about whether one side is right or wrong. It's about – I'm seeing more conversation about the violence than I am about the the two sides. I do see a conversation about, well, this is why this side's wrong or this side's, this side's wrong. But what I'm seeing from a younger generation is like, what? why the fuck are you even murdering each other? Like, stop. And I think that that is the same conversation that comes from police violence and and the protests we saw this summer. I think younger generations just don't want any part of it. No? I just think that it's it's rooted in in lack of... It's... mm. It's rooted in, so I live with a I live with a very vocal Gen Z person, and it has been very illuminating to get to know this person. It's Kylie's sister. Yeah, yeah. And because trying to understand where the like, what are the what's the root ideology behind this behind anti violence? Yeah, anti establish. It's very anti establishment. Okay, it's very anti establishment. I think that's true. 
So they're fine with vi- they're they're not okay with oh. asymmetric violence. Uh-huh. I think that's what you're seeing is that it's Israel who has the fucking like Iron Dome, yeah. which can explode rockets in the middle of the air, mm-hmm. and then Palestine, who doesn't have that, mm-hmm. getting bombarded. Right. So when Hamas, which mm-hmm. is not indicative of all Palestinians, mm-hmm. is launching rockets into Israel, and Israel responding with greater force mm-hmm. onto a, mostly a civilian population, has nothing to do with Hamas anyway, constantly getting soft targets right. shelled. We see that as asymmetric violence, mm-hmm. right? It's the same thing as police beating the hell out of BLM protesters. Yeah. We see that and then drawing trying to draw or just that police court. and citizens. There's a mm-hmm. there's an And there a and so there. I think that there's but there's this argument that property destruction mm-hmm. in because of um because of, of past injustices yes. is 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 right. Okay. There's and just as I see a lot of arguments that although it's bad, mm-hmm. you can see why Palis why Palestinians are lashing out at Israel mm-hmm. over over transgressions made because of the pow- power imbalance between Israel okay. and Palestine. Yeah. I think that is more of where the anger comes from about violent like this mm. criticism of violence I think that's a good is point. this is this ace is the asymmetry in the institutions. It's mm. very anti institutionalists mm-hmm. in terms of the uh the disproportionate power. Right. So uh, higher powers using force against lesser power right okay i can see does that. that make sense yeah yeah they're not opposed to violence full stop mm-hmm. they're opposed to asymmetric violence where but, the 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 more powerful is imposing its will on the yes smaller group so i can't help but think of a conversation that i had in one of my undergraduate classes about rioting versus rebelling mm-hmm rebelling against an oppressive system and how that's depicted for as rioting or rebelling. Mm-hmm. You know, when we see people rebelling against uh quote higher superior power because of the oppression, it's viewed differently opposed to like this idea of destroying or violence against property is that rioting or rebellion against because I'm sure the depiction of the, this last summer in of the United States globally is different than what we're seeing inside our walls mm-hmm. of what how it's depicted. Yeah, is it you know when we see? I'm just thinking about international conflict. So you see uh, in another country a conflict, and they're referring it to as like this group is rebelling against this group. It's not this group is rioting against this group. It's this group is rebelling is against this group, and I think that the same argument could be made by the violence against or to protest police brutality. If it was another place and it was being referred to as rebellion, how would we view that? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so in the same way I get, I can see, I see the lines that the, that the anti establishment of course I see the lines of anti-establishment that these these kids are drawing. I get that because I've been an anti-establishment guy forever. Only recently see the importance of institutions and establishments. There's always going to be asymmetry in power. Yeah. There's always going to be that. Okay. And, it, and to try to tear down the entire system to create an egalitarian system. Mm-hmm. 
whether you want to call that Marxism or not, mm-hmm. I just there's always going to be power imbalance. There's just always there is always going to be haves and haves nots. Mm-hmm. It's just who gets to determine the winners and losers within the system. So then there's always going to be someone determining that. If there's always going to be that power balance imbalance, mm-hmm. then what is the point of a democracy? You try to lim- you try to limit the amount of imbalance. Imbalance. But you're never going to completely get rid of it. You'll never be able to overcome it. Right. Without a- without going to anarchy, but even under anarchy there are those who haves and haves nots, but you're living under the rule of True. of whoever has the biggest stick at the time. Yeah. And that's not stability. Yeah. You're talking about democracy at least at the at the base level mm-hmm. promotes more more um more individual liberty within the greater within the greater power structure. Mm-hmm. But we're we're idiots if we think that we have as much power as the president of the United States right. to affect our daily lives. Right. Or affect the daily lives of the, of the whole of the of the of the citizenry. There is a power imbalance. There's yeah. always going to be a power imbalance. The state can crush us if it wanted to. Yeah. But we live in a society that at least allows us some checks on that. That power imbalance. That at least gives us some advocacy. Yeah. Yes. Winston Churchill said it. Democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others. Yeah. It's not perfect. It's yeah. never going to be perfect. Yeah. But until you can come up with something that addresses humans in anarchy mm-hmm. and how to... And how to um, and how to form a society taking into consideration all individual self-interest, mm-hmm. you you lose me on the anti-establishmentism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is my opinion. <laughs> I just wanted to get you all fired up. Uh, it's just, it's funny listening. It's it's fun having a conversation with Gen Z. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's fun to me because it's just like, I am so different. Like, yeah. I fundamentally just disagree with so much of it well on the politics side yes they've also in i've also learned a lot about racial issues yes and gender issues from them because they're much more in tune with that than than millennials ever were. i mean even even our even our conversation today about demi lovato and rachel dolezal we sound like morons (laughs) but it's but but i think you have a great point an excellent point about you do have these conversations. You're having these conversations with people who understand or understand these these concepts or ideas or more or well more well versed in these ideas than you are. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Which I think is the basis of what we've been saying since day one is just have these conversations with Yeah. This person people sat, who know this better. person at Sunday dinner last last weekend sat Kylie's sister sat down with my dad oh, and had God. a and had like a two hour long like political conversation uh-huh. in which she said to him, "I'm fine with destruction of property if it's against corporations." <laughs> oh, how'd that go over? Uh, they went outside and they seemed to be okay. I but love that. She wanted in as fat like it, she took the first instance because at some point I saw her stand up and then my dad started waving his hands around. I'm like. Hey Kai, we should probably end that, and then because I got there late from football, uh-huh. so they were already out there by the time I got there. <laughs> I love About that so twenty much. minutes after me being there, I'm like, "Hey, let's go let the dogs out to give her an out. Just, yeah. just like give her the out." Yeah. And as soon as Kylie opened the door and the dogs ran out, turn came back in. <laughs> it's just 
I mean, I love it. It's great that they're having that conversation. I'm Your glad that my and dad I have has those conversations. I'm glad that my dad can have those people in his. I can have people to who are willing to accept his sh- like his super like not accurate. Yeah opinions but that's how we are jake gen z looks at us as super not accurate opinions and views we are we are one no don't wave it off no no we are yes jake we are one there are certain things that i will agree that i'm ignorant on but when it comes to politics i'm not saying there are certain things that i regardless of generation and time and space Uh i am i will not accept the fact that i don't that, that I'm wrong ignorant on. on that I'm okay. wrong on. Not ignorant, wrong. <laughs> well, I could I can be wrong, but I'm not ignorant. Okay, I'm not saying where, but I'm saying there's a difference there. There, I can look at a set. I can look at a set of data uh-huh. and come to a conclusion that is valid based on that set of data that ends up being wrong. A prediction ends up being wrong. Right. Most of your predictions are. Yes, <laughs> I'm fully accepted to being wrong, but I am not ignorant. And the problem is, is yeah. that a lot of pe- lot of Gen Zs look at millennials as ignorant. It doesn't mean I'm ignorant. It just oh, means I'm wrong. I don't wrong. think that's true. I don't think it's true. I mean, I'm not saying what you. I don't think that. I don't think that Gen that millennials are ignorant is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's true. Mm-hmm. I think that. Well, I think there is a lot of ignorance on certain issues. Yes, for sure. We're very ignorant when it comes to as a whole. I think we're very ignorant on t- terms like of race and gender mm-hmm. and class identities. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. But I, I don't know. There's a difference on, to me, of like, I don't know. I think there's a desire by millennials, at least the ones that I surround myself with who, but I also know that there are plenty who don't, but from the most part, a, a desire to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're pinched. Yeah, we we're, are pinched. We're pinched between growing up with Gen X, yeah. who really caught, like, really kept rigid yeah. racial and... Um, and gender roles mm-hmm. and norms. Mm-hmm. We grew up with those people as our parents, mm-hmm. and now Gen Z is pushing on us, being like, "Change!" Yeah, and we're like, "You're talking to the what wrong are people." We doing? <laughs> like, we're trying to figure it out, yeah, right? We're yeah. pinched between two very, very contrasting. Like, we got Gen Gen X lumps millennials and Gen Zs all together. They yes. think we're all together when we're not. That's like, what I was gonna say. Is like as much as we are pinched you can kind of lean you can have a conversation with your dad you guys can debate i'm sure there are things that you can agree on as far as like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. um and then on the flip side gen z as well there, there's things that you're going to push back on and you're going to debate on but there's also things where you can be like i you know i could see i could see what you're saying and you can find common ground mm-hmm. the difference to millennia- millennials Dude, are not millennials as- are so important millennials are not loud <laughs> Yeah. Millennials are not loud. Yeah. Gen X, loud. Gen, Gen Z, Z loud. loud. Yeah. And we're just caught in the middle. Speaking of that, um, we're going to get out of here, but I just wanted to mention that uh, I think we're going to have a Gen Z, uh, a Zoomer on here in a few weeks. I'm not sure when, but uh, we're going to bring back Alex. And um, Looking forward to that. I think she is a little bit of a punk rock like her uncle, a little bit of anti-establishment. Mm. So... Um, but she's also very pragmatic. So I think I think if you mention the I'm not saying we're going to get into this conversation, but I think if you were to get into the conversation about like you just used the example of like there's going to be haves and haves not in anarchy. So if there's always going to be haves and haves not, what's the best solution? I think if you even pose that question to her, she'd get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's a smart ass kid. And I think that it'll be fun to have her on. Um I'm not sure what we'll talk about, but we'll get there. It's just nice to have a voice of of a Zoomer 
on a, this uh, millennial ass show with two white men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some diversity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. All right. Later. Bye. Say what you mean. Thank <laughs> you.